0: Welcome to The Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. At the beginning of the year, many churches and many believers will dedicate a time of fasting and prayer to start the year off seeking God's favor and God's blessings and God's wisdom for things that are going on in our lives. Well, I'm going to bring a series of messages about fasting, the purpose of fasting, and how God works through fasting. At the end of this broadcast, I'm going to share with you how you can listen to it again and share it with friends and other church members who may not be as informed about fasting as they could be. God is still in the business of doing some amazing, wonderful, powerful things. Let's pray that God will speak to our hearts today. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. And the Hebrews and the Jews in the early period of their history were in the habit of fasting whenever they were in hard and trying circumstances. When things start going bad, they would fast. If they had misfortune or bereavement or if there was a prospect of judgment from God and on occasions when they fell into sin and they wanted forgiveness, they would fast to avert any calamity. I'm reminded of uh, the story of Jonah when he went to Nineveh and these were pagans in Nineveh and Jonah had the message. He said, God told me to tell you because of the way you are, he's going to destroy this city in a few days. And the king of the city who wasn't a believer of God called a fast and a prayer and he put you read the scripture, he put everybody on a fast and he put all the animals on a fast. He said, y'all ain't eating either. We're not eating y'all and y'all ain't eating nothing. (laughs) Why? Because God says he's going to destroy us and we need everybody on one accord and we need everybody together on this thing. And uh, they prayed and God sent Jonah back and say, I heard their prayer. Tell them I'm going to spare them. The king says, everybody, we're going to fast and we're going to pray to this God that Jonah told us about. We don't want what he said is coming. So why should we fast and how do we fast? I want to look at just a couple of reasons in scripture how, uh, where people fasted and for what purpose and what reason. There was a fast for, to ask for God's directions and God's help when things are going bad. Sometimes you don't know uh what to do. I remember um, we were at a spot in our building of this building where we had finished the foundation and the um, parking lot and uh, the building hadn't gone up, and we were believing that God will help us to build this for debt-free, but we were running out of money. And we asked our leadership team to go on a seven-day fast so that we can hear from God about what to do. And we heard from God about what to do. 30 days later, we were back on track with this building. We heard from God. And that was go and borrow some money. And we were like, okay. And you know what? We borrowed that money. We got funding just like that when other churches were taking a year and a half or two years to get funding. We got it in a week. And that was uh, just a few weeks before Katrina hit. And when Katrina hit, all the building and construction prices went up. We had just closed our contracts before that happened. God gave us wisdom on what to do, how to do it, when to do it. We said, we're going to fast. Everybody around this table, we're going to fast completely for seven days. Not fast until six o'clock. Not fast in one hour. We need to hear from God. When you need to hear from God, you push your stuff back. You push those plates back. You turn off that television. You get in a corner. You get in your prayer closet. You begin to ask God for some direction. God, uh, this is my problem. I need to know what to do. He's all-knowing. He knows what to do. He knows how to work it. He, and so you got God on your side, but God need to get you on his side so you can hear from him. I want to I shut this thing down. I want to shut everything down so I can hear from you. God said, that person's serious. They're looking to hear from me. I guess I better talk to them. In the book of Judges, all of the tribes of Israel came against a tribe with Benjamin for something they had done. And they got to fighting and carrying on and and Benjamin tribe were just killing several thousands of, uh, of the Israelites. And they decided to get together. We, said, we better ask God what we need to do about this thing. In Judges chapter 20, verse 26. Then the Israelites, all the people went up to Bethel, and there they sat weeping before the Lord. They fasted that day until evening and presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings to the Lord. And the Israelites inquired of the Lord. In those days, the ark of the covenant of God was there with Phineas and Eleazar, the son of Aaron, ministering before it. They asked, shall we go up again to battle with Benjamin, our brother? And the Lord responded, go, for tomorrow I will give them into your hands. They're saying, you know, we need to find out. We need to not only fast, but we need to inquire. We need to ask of God. What do we need to do? What is it in your life right now that you need some direction and wisdom on what to do? You may uh, be going to a doctor and you get a report from the doctor. And we have to do this sometimes. And, and the doctor will tell you what they think they need to do for your situation. Before you say yes, say let me talk to the Lord about that direction of that I need to go. I need to know where and how And what to do if you're the right doctor. I need a second opinion. I was talking to a doctor one time and he was just telling me, okay, you can do this. These are the six things you can do to address this problem. And I said, he told me six things. There's actually seven. The seventh one is to go get a second opinion. So we want to pray and ask God, what is it we need to do? Ask him about everything, especially when you, you get news that's devastating and you don't know what to do. God knows. And God cares. And God cares for you. And you can hear from God. Secondly, fasting and prayer for repentance and confession of my sin and returning to God. I want to get this thing out of my life. There's something in my life that keeps dragging me down. We call those a stronghold. There's a habit, there's an addiction, there's a mindset. Some people says, I inherited this. My family was this way. You know, uh, I got a generational curse. there's no generational curse. We already talked about that. There's generational consequences, but you ain't cursed. You're under the Lord, amen? So you can say, I need to break this habitual thing, this inclination I have for this, and I've been trying all I need for myself. I need God to move for me. That kind of a fast was in First Samuel chapter 7, verse 2. I'm not going to read all of that to you, uh, verse 2 through 6, but verse 3 says, And Samuel said to the whole house of Israel, If you're returning to the Lord with all your heart, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and the asherites and commit yourself to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hands of the Philistines. And then Samuel said, Assemble all Israel at misfast, and I will intercede, I will pray with the Lord for you. Then they assembled at Mizpah, and they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. And on that day they fasted and there they confessed, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel was the leader of Israel at Misfar. You got things going on in your life that you want to get out of your life? Fasting and praying, bringing it before the Lord and say, Lord, I want to get this. You know, I got this bad temper. Every time somebody say something to me, I want to go off on them. Uh, Take it to the Lord. fasting and in prayer. Say, Lord, I don't want to have this kind of reputation. Man, if every time someone says something to you, you get offended because you think they're talking about you real bad, okay, Uh, you got a problem. It's not them. Say, Lord, I need to get rid of this sensitivity that I have in my heart. Don't be like the person who was uh, telling the other person, you're always looking at me funny. and The other person was cross-eyed. Y'all wait, looking at me. Fine. I don't like the way they looking at me. I said, they ain't even looking at you. <laughs> What's your problem? Nehemiah put the people on a fast for a spiritual renewal and revival. That's what we want God to do. We want you to revive us again. Nehemiah, uh, in the book of Nehemiah, Ezra, the prophet came and began to, Talk to the people about restoring themselves to the Lord as Nehemiah was building the wall around the city. He says, when the wall is built around the city, we need to rebuild our lives spiritually. And it says in chapter 8, verse 18, day after day, from the first day to the last, Ezra read from the book of the law of God. They celebrated the feast for seven days and on the eighth day, in accordance with the regulation, there was an assembly. Look at this. On the 24th day of the same month, the Israelites gathered together fasting. And wearing sackcloth and having dust on their heads, those of Israelite descent had separated themselves from all foreigners. They stood in their places and confessed their sin and the wickedness of their fathers. They stood there where they were, where they read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a quarter of the day. How long is that? A quarter of the day. It's in about four hours they reading, and then spent another quarter in confession and worshiping the Lord their God. That's an eight-hour worship service. But they spent it fasting and praying and seeking God because they want to change among their people. Sometimes that's what you have to do among your family. Get your family members together. All the men of the church ought to have been, ought to have been getting their families together and saying, we're fasting if you, if you haven't been doing so. We're fasting, everybody. The man, you see, you ought to call the pastor. The pastor say, we're fasting, that's what we're doing. Okay, who's the head, Who run the house anyway? Oh, the women? Okay, never mind. <laughs> all right. Man, don't try to start nothing, pastor. I got to go home. Okay, never mind. But the men ought to say, no, that's what we're doing. We're fasting. Children ought to be fasting. One all right. Other parents scared of their children. I Ain't got time to be fooling with them. If you take care of your business, they'd be scared of you. No, I'm not talking about abusing your children. But a good little beat down won't hurt them every now and then. <laughs> I mean, give them a real good one. When they're that small, you won't have to give them another one. They'll remember that one the rest of their life. I'm like, no, I don't want to go through that again. They just thought it was worse than it was. Because, you know, you swung them around, turned them upside down, scared them. <laughs> you know, they, maybe I'm just going back to what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> My father threatened to flush me down the toilet. And my nose was that far from the water when he flushed. He never had another problem out of me. It was, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what's wrong with me now. (laughs) You ever wonder what was wrong with me, Brother Shepherd? That's what happened. There's fasting and praying for God's divine protection and intervention. In Esther chapter 4, verse 10, when the... Children of Israel under this king was in a situation where they were about to be destroyed, annihilated as a group of people. Esther was married to the king and she decided to go see him unannounced, which was um, almost a death sentence. But then Esther got with her people. Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews who are in Susha and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, day or night. I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. I'm going. But I know we fasted, we prayed, we've, we have sought God, we've asked God divine protection. We've asked for his intervention. We've fasted, we're praying, and I need to take care of this. And we need God's help. And you read the rest of the story. God moved for them. Thank you once again for listening to the Light of the World broadcast. We certainly hope that your life is being enriched as we are teaching on fasting. Fasting is one of the most powerful weapons that God gives to the believers. It was Jesus who said this kind comes out by fasting and by prayer. I want to reemphasize that fasting without prayer is going to be ineffective. So always put prayer and fasting together. If you would like to hear this message again in its entirety, you can listen to us at our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also share those podcasts with family members or members of your church or someone who is not really informed about fasting. We find that there are people who are still wondering how do I fast and why do I fast and these messages are here to help with that I also want to invite you to be a part of what God's doing at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church we're meeting each Sunday at 16161 Old Humble Road This is a wonderful time of year to come together as we pray and seek God's face, as we expect God to move in a significant, mighty way in our homes, in our church, in our families, and in our communities. God wants you to be a part of what he's doing in this day and in this hour. Also, I want to remind you that we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need communion supplies, Sunday school material, books, Bibles, anointing oil, call us at the Beacon. 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now, for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.